Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke entel Rahmanur Rahim. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke entel Afuul Kerim. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke tuafis selimi ve teşfis sakim. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke entel Rabbul Aşşul Azim. Neşhedü en la ilahe illa entel Rabbul Vahid al-Aziz al-Hakim. ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إبا عظيما من لدن جواد رحيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله عز وجل وخير الهدي هدي رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا يقول الله عز وجل بعدا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تيأسوا من روح الله إنه لا ييأسوا من روح الله إلا القوم الكافرون صدق الله العظيم all praise is due to God, whose grace is continuously received. All praise is due to God, of whom true praise cannot possibly be achieved. The one whose light leaves all distress relieved. The one whose comfort renders grief bereaved. The one whose love leaves us eternally reprieved. And all peace and blessings be upon the messenger, upon whom be peace. Alayhi salatu wasalam, in whom we have always believed, whose example allows true guidance received. Ma'bad, I quoted the verse from Surah Yusuf, alayhi salam, the 12th chapter of the Quran. When Jacob, uh, upon whom be peace, sent his brothers to, to look for uh, Yusuf and Binyamin and Yehuda, the oldest brother, and he said to them, "La Do not despair of the soothing mercy of God. Only the 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 ungrateful folk who reject the truth are the ones who truly despair from the mercy of Allah, Azza wa Jal. And I wanted to talk about one of the tricks of shaitan, one of the things that shaitan does is after somebody falls, after they succumb to their own weaknesses and fall, be it big or small, but especially a big sin, right? We talk about in the past where I I talk about in, in, in sermons where there are sins and there are sins, big, you know, huge sins. There are mistakes and huge mistakes. And, the, and our job and the, what the Qur'an exhorts us to do is to stay away from the kaba'ir al-ithni wal-fawahish. I said it was in Surah Yasi, but I made a mistake. It was actually in Surah um, Al-Najm. لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ To God belongs all that is in the heavens and the earth. لِيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسَاءُوا بِمَا عَمِلُوا To uh, punish or to recompense or to pay back those who've done evil by which they've done لِيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسَاءُوا بِمَا عَمَلُوا وَيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا بِالْحُسْنَةِ And to, to reward those who've done uh, beauty with beauty بِالْحُسْنَةِ Who are these people? الَّذِينَ يَجْتَنِبُونَ كَبَائِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَالْفَوَاحِشِ إِلَّا الْلَمَنِ Those who stay away يَجْتَنِبُونَ اجتناب is not just not doing it اجتناب is stay far away those who stay far away from kaba'ir al the huge sins, wal-fawahish, and indecency, and, and specifically in the Qur'an, Allah labels zina, adultery, as fahisha, as an, as an abomination, as an indecency. Wal-fawahish, kaba'ir al big sins, wal-fawahish, illa'l-laman, except the small stuff, in Allah wa'asir al God is wide in mercy. So our, our point is to stay away from the sins, the big sins, Allah will take care of the little sins, right? Because the little sins are impossible for a human being not to commit. 
It's impossible. Sin is part of the human condition. But like I said, there are sins and there are sins. You know, they're, they're not the same. There's not the same. There are mistakes and there are mistakes, huge mistakes. So if we fall into the sins, then shaitan comes. Now, unless you have no a dead heart, if you have a dead heart and you don't care, that's that's a to me that's a that's a disaster. Say for example, someone and I and I've seen this. Someone gets caught. May Allah protect us all. We I seek refuge in God. Cheating on his wife. Getting caught is God trying to bring you back. Because the worst thing that could happen is that God says, "To hell with you." I'll see you on Judgment Day. That is a disaster. That is, and who has a dead heart and could care less, then Allah says, فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ Allah is talking about, about the children of Israel, but the, 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 the example remains. When they deviated, God pushed their deviation further. When he saw that, that, that when God sees someone could care less, and God says, well, I could care less about you, I'll see you on Judgment Day, that's a disaster. At least if he got caught, God is trying to bring him back. The human consequences are the human consequences. Right? He'll get good with God. I have no I have no worry about that. The human consequences are the human consequences. You gotta live with the human consequences, right? But that's good, right? But that's good, in fact, in the in the larger scheme of things. Even though to that person, and I've seen it with my own eyes, it's a disaster for him. His whole life has fallen apart. Everything, by his own hand. He blew up his own life. At the And still, there is hope that, that Allah wants him to come back. He wants him to, he wants to bring him back on the path. He's not trying to destroy his life. He wants to get him good with his salvation. The salvation is what matters. But what Shaitan does, and I see it, what Shaitan does will come and say, you know what, man? You're a piece of dirt. How you, you think God's going to forgive you? You're such a piece of dirt. Look at look at look at what you've done. This is humongous. You can never come constantly and he, and and in his mind all the time. So not only did, did you know he fell for it, right? He fell and he he succumbed to it. Then he kicks him while he's down. He does that all the time, and and that and the point is we are not defined by our sins. Even when the it's a it's a kabira, we're not defined. It's not a proper noun. The sin is not a proper noun. The sin is a mistake, right? Even though it's a big mistake, still, we have to resist that that thing, that 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 trick of Satan. And when what? And to highlight this point, I want to recount the story of the conversion of Omar ibn Khattab, the second caliph. I just want us to paint a picture. Omar himself said, "Before Islam, I was a drunkard and a womanizer." He said to himself, I'm not saying that about him. He's one of the greatest human beings ever to live on the earth. One of the greatest statesmen the world has ever seen. There is no question about that. I want to tell you what people, his contemporaries, in the days of Jahiliya thought of him. He himself said, I was, I was nothing but a drunk and a womanizer. Okay? That's what he said. And in fact, one night he was looking to go out party with his, with his buddies. None of them were there. And he found the messenger at, at, at the Kaaba, and he was hiding behind one of the one of the I think the, the the cover of the Kaaba, and he heard the messenger reading Quran, 
and the things that he was saying in himself, the Quran answered, and he was stunned. And that began the process. But but let me tell you, his contemporaries at the time, so let me tell you a story. So there was, at the time of the, uh, the emigration to Abyssinia, there were a woman preparing. She was going to emigrate, leave Mecca. And at the time, leaving Mecca is a humongous deal. We don't get it. We move with our job all the time. Back then, you can't just get up and move and leave your tribe. You can't just walk into another place and just, oh, I'm, you know, I like Abyssinia. I like, the, I like the property taxes. I like the view. That doesn't exist. You leave your people. You're leaving. You're abandoning your people. You are, you are giving up your citizenship when you leave. So for them to leave Mecca to Abyssinia and then later to leave Mecca to Medina was a humongous deal. And the messenger himself, upon whom be peace, said, he turned to Mecca as he was leaving. He said, if your people had not kicked me out or expelled me, I wouldn't have left. Even the messenger, even though it was a command from God. Nevertheless. So the shoe is getting ready. And he passes by, I think, on his horse. Where, where are you going? And she just went, lashed out at him. You know what? If you guys won't let us, if you won't let us worship Allah, let us leave. Leave us alone. And he felt bad. Because he was one who would torture somebody until he got tired. One time he was torturing somebody, he said, Wallahi, I'm only stopping because I'm tired. And if I wasn't tired, I wouldn't stop torturing you. That's how bad he was. He felt bad and he said, May you go in peace. And, he, and, and then he leaves. And she was shocked. Her husband came back and said, Anybody see you? Omar. Omar! Oh my God! What happened? He's freaking out. He said, No, 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 no. You don't understand. He said, He said, Go in peace. And her husband's like, Do you have hope that he's going to become Muslim? He's like, Yeah. This is what his husband said. He said, Wallahi, Wallahi, his dad's donkey will say the shahada before he will. That is Omar ibn Khattab. He's the same like the some of these anti-Islamic polemicists now, who like I can't even imagine that one day they would convert to Islam. That's that that's Omar Rajlawanu. Soon after this, Omar one day woke up and he saw the, the division in, in society, family against each other, people leaving. And he's like, you know what, man? I'm done. I'm taking care of this guy, Muhammad Sallallahu and end this once and for all. Grabs his sword, puts it on his neck, and he's walking. So when someone notices Omar has a sword on his neck and walking with purpose, something's up. So I think his name was Naim ibn Abdullah. He was a secret Muslim. He's walking and he sees him. He's like, oh my God, something's up. Where are you going? I'm going to take care of this problem once and for all. I can't take it. He's split in the Mecca, the community. He split the tribe. I don't like this anymore. And he's like, oh my God. And do you think Ben Abdul Manaf, his Muhammad Sassam's tribe, will leave you living afterwards? Like, even if they kill me, I don't care. I was like, okay. So he's like, well, take care of your own house first. What do you mean? Your sister, Fatima, and her husband became Muslim. He had to divulge that secret. They were secret. Because he wants to warn the messenger. What? Now he's enraged. He stops and he goes to his sister's house. 
Chabab ibn al-Arat, the one who was teaching them, Surah Taha. And he kind of heard what the rustling, and then they hear, and you know, boom, boom, open up! He's furious. And so they hide the, the, the Quran. Chabab ibn al-Arat hides. Chabab was nothing. He's a little, little skin. He'll break him in half. And they walk in. Did I hear you became Muslim? And he fell on her husband, Saeed bin Zayd, and started beating him up. And then she went to, to, to defend her husband, and he turned around and slapped her on the face, knocking her down and causing her to breathe. And she said, yes, we've, we have become Muslim. Do what you want with us. Now, when he stopped and saw his sister bleeding, he calmed down. And he says, where was this, where was this um, thing that you were reading? And she told him, you are dirty by dint of your, of your uh, idolatry, and I don't trust you with the word of God, go wash. So he went, and he washed up. He sat down, and he read, Taha. Ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'an li-tashqa, all the verses, until he read, innani anallah la ilaha illa ana fa'budni wa aqimu salata li-dhikri. Indeed, I am God, there is no God before me. And, and establish prayer for my remembrance. And he said, what wonderful words are these. Where is Muhammad? Khabab now comes out. He says, I'll take you to him. So now they go. They were, they were in Dar al-Arqam. One of the young Sahaba, he has a very big house. His name was Al-Arqam, Ibn Al-Arqam. So they were there. Now they, no, again, Omar is still, no one knows. So now is Omar with sword around his neck at the door. Someone looks in the window and he's like, it's Omar with a sword. And they're scared. Just before this happened, this is, in, I think, is I read in the sixth year of the, of, the, of the ministry of the Prophet, Hamza had just become Muslim. Hamza, his uncle. So Hamza was there. He's like, let him come in. If he has good, we'll have good. If he has bad, I'll kill him with his own sword. <laughs> Hamza was, was awesome. He comes in to the house. The Prophet himself goes, goes, grabs him, shakes him, and says, When are you waiting for a calamity to, to befall above you, Omar, before you accept Islam? And then he fell to his knees. I remember reading, he says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa anna and every the prophet was overjoyed, and all the believers they said Allahu Akbar so loudly that everyone heard it. And what, like, what? Something happened. What happened? Then Omar immediately he went first place he went to was his uncle Abu Jah, knocked on his door. Did you hear? What? He's like, welcome, nephew. How are you, uncle? Did you hear? Hear what? The news? What news? That I that now I I declare La ilaha illallah Muhammad and he said, May Allah may curse you. And he slammed the door in his face. And he went to the Kaaba. And he's like, okay, who, who among the, the Quraysh is the worst at keeping a secret? He says, so this person. So he went to the person. Did, did you hear the news? What news? That now I, I declare that La ilaha illallah. Oh my God. He ran. He went all over Mecca. Omar converted. Omar converted. And they were beating each other up all day. His son Abdullah told the whole story. And that day literally changed the course of history. 
because it was under the tutelage of Omar Lewanhu that the Muslim empire expanded to like, I mean, it's, it's continued expansion. Because Abu Bakr just, he just did Arabian Peninsula. Under Omar Lewanhu, he went, we went east and west. And he started the mail system. He, he's the one that did the Islamic calendar. You name it. And then, of course, Uthman and, 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 and. But still, that day, the person where they said that the donkey of his dad will be say the Shahada before he will, that day changed literally the course of human history. What does that mean for us? That means that as much as I want, no Muslim, nobody, but especially no believer, to fall into the kaba'ir al-ithma wal-fawahish as much as I want that for everybody and myself, number one primary, we are never, ever shackled by, this, by the burdens of our sins. That somebody who everybody else gave up on, we should never give up on. Ourselves, number one and primary. Whatever, we're in the thick of it, we should never give up on ourselves. Never despair. La ta'asu, going back to what Jacob told his sons. Do not despair from the soothing mercy of God. The soothing, rawh, the soothing mercy of Allah. Ya qul ya another verse. Qul ya ibadi al-ladina asrafu ala anfusim. Thank you. La taqratum al-rahmatillah. All those who have transgressed against their own souls. Don't despair of the mercy of Allah. Don't despair. That, that don't we don't give up on yourself, number one. And we should never give up on anybody else. We don't know. And any kind of interaction we have with somebody, who knows, will plant that seed that later will blossom into a plant of belief. We don't know. It doesn't matter to us. We talked about, I think his name was Ahmed ibn Fuhayra. He became he was the guide, the guide of the Prophet to Medina. He later converted. He was captured and murdered. When they, threw, when they threw the spear, he said, Fustu al-Kaaba. By the Lord of the Kaaba, I have won. His murderer was shot. What do you mean, what do you, mean you, you won? What does that mean? He kept asking, 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 and he became Muslim. His murderer. The seed the, the, doesn't matter. Whatever interaction that we have with, 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 with people should be a positive one. Our own families, too. And, and those around us, and our neighbors, and our co-workers, and everybody else should be positive so that every time the light of belief shows through. Because like it or not, like it or not, if we're the only interaction of a, of a Muslim with another, with another person and it's a bad one, you know what they're going to say? Yeah, man, all Muslims are crooks. That is human nature. It's not right. But we do it, we do it all the time ourselves and people do it all the time to us. All the time. You just see somebody, yeah, I saw, I saw that on the news, yeah. They're all, this, they're all like that. We do it every day. We have to be careful. So, that, but that point is the mercy of God is always there. Always there. And we should not let shaitan fool us into thinking we are, that our sin is bigger than God. إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Amma ba'd, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all, the, and all peace and blessings of peace upon the messenger, upon whom be peace and all of his companions and family and, every, and all the Muslims everywhere. Ameen. So, it's, it's never too late and we can't let shaitan make us think that it, make us think that what we did is bigger than God's mercy. Ever. 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 In fact, life is battle, right? We're we're in war with 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 with, with shaitan, and and our nafs. We're in war, and the nafs is relentless, nonstop, nonstop, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop. And shaitan, nonstop. He told Allah in the hadith, we think we talked about it. بِعِزَّتِكَ يَا he told Allah that in the hadith. By your might, O Lord, I will not stop trying to dissuade them so long as the souls are in their bodies. He said that nonstop, alone or no match. For that kind of relentless onslaught, alone, on our own, no match. We're no match. With Allah, we're invincible. Allah Himself told that to the Shaitan in the Quran. My servants, you don't have any power over them. He said, I'm taking him down. He told them, since you thwarted me a lot, look at this. Look what Shaitan said. Shaitan doubled down on his mistake and his arrogance. Then he says, because you thwarted me a lot, I'm going to take them down and you will find most of them will be ungrateful. You will find that. What is the Lord's response? My servants, you have no power over them. With God, we're invincible. So this is the, there's a battle. And you know, there are some people who utter Allahu Akbar in battle, quote-unquote battle, which is nothing more than murder and savagery. And they claim Allahu Akbar before they commit murder and do, and do savagery. The battle cry is Allahu Akbar. Do you know what it is? Allahu Akbar and everything else. God is greater than any sin we can make, we, 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 we could commit. God is greater than any mistake that I can make. God is greater than any fault that I have. God is greater than anything else. When we stand in prayer, when we put our hands behind, we're throwing the world behind us and saying, God is the greatest. God is greater than everything. Everything that I'm, that, that, that I'm going through, God is greater. My struggles that I'm struggling with, God is greater. The sins that I'm committing, God is greater. God is greater. We just, that's the battle cry. It's not the battle cry of murder. It's the battle cry of the battle we have between shaitan and, and ourselves. And nothing is bigger than the, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Nothing we could ever have done is bigger than God's. I have harped on this a million times because God harps on it a million times in the Quran. Because what shaitan wants us to do is make us think, yeah, you're incorrigible. You're hopeless. There is no hopelessness when it comes to our sin. When it comes to what our faults, that every day is a new chance. Just like the ocean is not the same every day. The what's what I love about one of the things I love about the ocean, it's nothing never the same. Every day is a different ocean. The tide and the current and while well, every day we wake up, it's a new chance. It's a new chance by Allah. A new chance to fix our faults and to come closer, to to answer the call. Ya ayyuhaladina amanu or you who believe, istajibu lillahi wa lil Answer the call of God and His Messenger 
when they call you to what gives you life. This, this path that we're on is life-giving, is life-giving. And Allah has been calling us from day one, from the moment we were born. He's calling us. So our, the answer is, do we listen to the call? Do we heed the call? And the beauty is, we've talked about this before, you take one step to Allah, one step to God, He takes two steps to you. You come within an arm's length to God, He comes to you even longer. When you come to God walking, He comes to you running. He doesn't. You don't even have to go. He meets you more than halfway. He meets you more than halfway. So, so that that's the hope. And so we cannot fall into that trap. Allahu Akbar. God is indeed greater than anything, and anything that we're struggling with. Our own weaknesses, our own faults, our own things, the internal Hisham that no one else sees. God is bigger than that. And all I have to do is reach out. And God will be there with me. And He'll take me along back to Him, inshaAllah. So I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give us the strength to rise above our weaknesses as human beings to be the best believers possible. Ya Allah, Anta al-Akbar, you are the greatest, bigger than anything. Ya Allah, whatever, whatever we struggle with, help us to overcome those struggles. Ya Allah, make us the best believers possible. Ya Allah, make us among those when we are seen, you are remembered. Ya Allah. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار اللهم ربنا أجرنا من النار يا عزيز ويا غفار وادخلنا الفردوس الأعلى وحشرنا مع النبيين والصديقين والشهداء وصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقة عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه يزدكم واستغفروه يغفر لكم وأقم الصلاة